It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. How about we go with Boston? Plus 133 at the New York Mets. Yeah, it's a little dicey back in Garrett Richards, but the key is the Red Sox are facing a left-handed pitcher, third in slugging, fifth in average, six in weighted runs created, plus six in OPS against lefties. David Peterson has a nice strikeout rate, but his numbers aren't that impressive. Trying to end it here on Davis, the one-two. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. Vasquez will scoop it up, throw on to first. That's a strikeout. The ball game is over. The Red Sox beat the Mets 2-1 to one in what might turn out to be one of the most important victories of the season. On the BetQL Audio Network. It's not Thursday, but we do have Ross Tucker here on this Wednesday, so you know there's going to be a lot of draft coverage coming your way over the next three hours on BetQL Daily Weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the BetQL Audio Network. A lineup of four guests today later on this hour, Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and the Move the Line podcast. He's been all over these NFL draft props. We'll talk to him about some wagers that you can still make. Our number two, Jerry Harrison, studio analyst for the Dodgers. Uh, we'll just discuss MLB in general because there's a lot going on there. Jerry Harrison always brings energy. That'll be a lot of fun. Last hour of the show, the Hall of Famer Dan Pompey covering the NFL for The Athletic will be here, and Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet, and also take a look at the golf tournament starting tomorrow. Eli Herskovich, our executive producer, Jake Hassan, the board up, Jake Galley Graphics, and Dylan Burns is directing. Now, Ross, uh, I would say up until today, I was unlike the majority, and I was saying, you know, it's all right, it's all right, I like all the scuttlebutt, I like all the rumors. I'm ready, man. Let's go. I, I wish it was happening tonight. How about you? So I, I'm so fired up. I love the draft, Joe. Like my favorite sport is the NFL. My second favorite sport is college football. So you're combining those two things. And yes. then I like the unknown, the intrigue. And I've always said it like this is what I would have wanted to do if I didn't get into media. I would have tried to get into an NFL front office. Mm. I didn't really – the coaching thing, those hours are so crazy that that didn't excite me that much. But I like the money. I like the scouting process. I like – you know, I like – a lot of guys have no interest in contracts and stuff like that. I like the combination of business and football. I, I, I have three small businesses. Like, I like that. So, I love the draft. And I was actually thinking, Joe, where the draft ranks for me. Like, I'm more excited about the draft than I am a Thursday night Jags-Titans game. I'm trying to think if I'm more excited about the draft or like a Sunday night Chiefs-Packers. Like, the best – okay, here's how I would put it. If there's a scale of the best and worst regular season NFL games, I would say I like the draft – more than at least 50% of NFL regular season games. I don't know that I like it better than like a real marquee matchup between, you know, like Packers Chiefs. I'm probably going to take Packers Chiefs. But Packers Bears or or Bears Chiefs to put your team in it, Joe, I'm probably taking the draft. I, I, I don't like I don't enjoy watching Trubisky that much. Like I'm probably taking the draft. I really think the draft. And I think there are people 
that whether they admit it or not, the draft is way, way higher for them. I think there are people that like the draft more than almost anything, like almost more than any game. Maybe even you get to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. When I was younger, I would have put the draft probably top three sporting event on the year of, of everything. You know, you could throw the World Series into the mix. You could throw an NBA Finals game. As long as my team is not involved, it would be up there. Uh, like, say, when I was a teenager and I had a job where you have to work weekends, I'm taking off. Saturday and Sunday, when it was a two-day event, before they uh, stretched it out to three, made it prime time, all that stuff, I was all in. Like, clear, clear the schedule. I'm not doing anything. Don't bother me. I'm going to be in the basement all day. And I have my draft guides out. And I was that nerd just tracking everything before everything was on our computers. So I'm, I'm with you 100% there. Okay, when you first think NFL draft, and you know what's funny is we, we don't admit it. But there are so many iconic moments. Like Aaron Rodgers has put together a Hall of Fame career. And I would say for most football fans, one of the top few things you think about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers is that night when he's running his hands through his hair and he's just so stressed out and the camera's on him the entire time as he's sliding down the first round. So, I mean, Joe, I'm so fired up. And by the way, just so everybody knows, the reason why I'm on today is because I'm working the next three days for the Eagles. So awesome. I'll be on all the Eagles social media platforms or whatever and PhiladelphiaEagles.com. But like every time they make a pick, it's really interesting, Joe. They can only be on for like 30 minutes total or something like that during the draft, maybe even 20 minutes. So we do a pregame show, a pre-draft show. But then as soon as the Eagles make a pick, we'll be on for like 10, 15 minutes. And then that's it. That's all the NFL allows. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's very strict like that. Very, very strict. But anyway, the reason why I can't be on tomorrow morning is because I got I gotta go down to the I gotta go down to the Eagles early to get a COVID test. So I gotta get a COVID test tomorrow morning. You know, I'm fully vaccinated now, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. so anyway, so I'm so fired up to be on with you now. I remember, I mean, I think it was what would have been five years ago. I was at the NovaCare Complex, Joe. I was there working for the Eagles the night they drafted Carson Wentz. And I got to tell you, that was one of the cooler things I've been around. Like, the, they had done the trade already, right? The anticipation from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Like, in the pre-production meeting, they're like, this, this is a huge night. This could be the guy that finally brings us a Super Bowl, all those things. And then they took him. We were all fired up. I had called his two FCS championship games. I knew him, so I was fired up. I thought he'd be good. He came. He was going to win the MVP until he got hurt like in week 13 in 2017. He's a major reason why they won the Super Bowl. Now, I know he didn't play in the playoffs, but he's the reason why they had the number one seed. And all they had to do was beat the Falcons and uh, the Vikings at home. He kind of delivered a Super Bowl. He delivered three playoff firsts in three years. And now he's gone. Now, I mean, it's just like when you it's sit late. there and you think about it, like it is crazy. And you think about like the year that the Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes. Like, are you kidding me? Looking back on that now, like you just, what's so cool about the draft is like we're talking about, 
life-altering decisions. Not not like franchise. I'm talking like life-altering decisions for a lot of people. Fans, the front office, the coaches, the other players. Like, it's crazy to think about, you know, one little decision here or there. Like, your Bears, Joe, they could have just taken Watson or Mahomes. Think about how much different it would be. You guys, the last three years, would have been been Super Bowl contenders. Mm -hmm. The last three years. And by the way, you probably would be the next few years. I mean... It, and it and it would have been like a 10 well forget the Deshaun Watson off the field stuff right. but it's like a 10 15 year thing so there's all that part of the draft then i'm not sure people realize how good of a betting opportunity the nfl draft is like there are some and i know you guys have been talking with people there mm-hmm. are some books out there like our guys at circus sports they're really into it they're really promoting it there's some there's some sports book managers, Joe, and I've talked to people about this. We were talking about this yesterday on Even Money. They don't like the draft. They don't make money on the draft. They this is it. like the one event where we, the, the the bettors, actually have the advantage. Like where we actually should be able to make money relatively easily if we're paying attention. No doubt. Uh, there, there's a ton there. I mean, you, you talked about your Wentz experience, but in 2017, when the Bears had the third pick, I it what it didn't even dawn on most people that they would actually go get a quarterback because you watch that team how they conduct themselves for your entire life, and you're like, oh, they're going to go grab Jamal Adams at number three because one of the top quarterbacks is going to be gone, and that's whatever. Quarterback has never been a priority. Nobody saw them not only moving up, but grabbing a quarterback and just, I was just thrown for a loop. I didn't know how to react. At that point, I didn't realize how terrible the general manager, Ryan Pace, was. I'm like, well, he made the evaluation. I'm happy they're not taking a safety at third overall, and they're getting the quarterback. They're trying to fix that position, so I'm happy with that. But, yeah, it's it's so much fun, and we'll have fans tonight which is cool because a year ago you think back as everybody cooped up and Roger Goodell in his basement will have fans. And uh, one of my favorite parts, uh, some people hate them, but I love them for it. There's not much better in sports than Jets fans booing every pick, no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so there's a couple of things there, right? So number one, I am excited that we're going to have fans. I, I am excited because I love the energy. I will say this, though, Joe, seeing the coaches and GMs in their own houses and like seeing them with their kids, there was something cool about that. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was just cool because it was a one year thing. Maybe this year we'd be like, nah, all right, you know, let me get back to that. And I think that's what the NFL figured is like it was a cool one year thing. But I um, I enjoyed that that part of it. And and in terms of the Jets fans, I'm telling you right now, dude, I'm not sure I've ever seen a fan base despise a potential draft choice like the 49ers despise Mac Jones. 49ers fans, Joe, you should see my Twitter mentions when I had Sage Rosenfels on or when I – people despise. Niners fans – hate Mac Jones. 
I mean, I, I like feel bad for the kid. He is not set up for success there at all. Well, win a few games and they're going to flip quickly. You, you go out to a four and one start, something like that, and you're being viewed as, as a Super Bowl contender and he isn't turning the ball over and he's fitting in that system. People will change their minds quickly. And I, he is set up for success in the way that he has a great coach, a terrific play caller, and an outstanding defense. And that's the big question. And you know you, what, too, you have Joe? The quarterback. Yeah. You, you make a great point. Fans will hate it until the first game where he comes out in that uniform, and then he's one of them. He's in yep. the uniform. He's a guy. Dude, I was in college when the mayor of Philadelphia, okay, went on a campaign for the Eagles to draft Ricky Williams and not Donovan oh. McNabb. And, and the Eagles, WIP, our Odyssey station in Philly, I work for them too. They mm -hmm. took buses to the draft, buses to New York City for the draft, just so they could boo when the Eagles took McNabb. Imagine McNabb, 20 years old. Yeah. He walks onto the stage, and all of the fans of the team he's going to are booing. And by the way, I got a little secret for you. He's literally the most important player in Eagles franchise history. I mean, took him to five conference championship games, took him to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's the best player, but he went from the Eagles being sporadically whatever to being one of the five best teams in the NFL for a decade because of McNabb. And people don't appreciate him enough. Yeah, I never understood that. And a, a piece of Chicago kind of hated Philadelphia fans for that because McNabb's so popular yeah. here. He, he broke like almost every high school record in every sport that's out there. Like, yeah, I just, I, I never understood that. Oh, you bring back Ricky Williams, you know what I'm thinking of? So Dick is a God, no matter what he does, no matter what he says to right. some people here. So, I mean, <laughs> Dick was all over Chicago radio that week. I mean, just think, can you imagine, Ross, a head coach trades away an entire draft in 2021 for a running back, the reaction that that would bring here in here in Chicago, like, yeah, yeah. And he's wearing the dreads. Like, that's another great draft moment. It was like he, he thought Ricky Williams would be his Walter Payton, you know, exactly. and build it around. It, it is funny to think about, like, Kajana Carter and it's funny to think how long it took NFL teams to realize that the value just wasn't there with mm -hmm. those running backs think about like what teams traded for Herschel Walker and Eric Dickerson now those guys were proven NFL studs but still you don't trade that much even how about how much the Broncos Joe traded for Clinton Portis 